0: Hello, everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankiewicz, or shall I call you Herman? Please call me Mank. 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 This is Herman Mankiewicz, but we're to call him Mank. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
1: Welcome to TV Concierge, a podcast on TheRinger.com that helps you navigate the vast streaming landscape. My name is Amanda Dobbins. I'm a co-host of The Big Picture, and I am joined today by Sean Fennessy, my co-host, and we are going to talk about the Oscars, a ceremony that is happening this month that Sean and I care very much about and that very few other people seem to be paying attention <laughs> to. But we're going <laughs> to fix it today, Sean.
2: Yes, we are. There's, there's a reason for that, and that's that many people the world over can watch the movies that are nominated for Academy Awards. More than ever before, are these films available to be seen ahead of the ceremony? So we thought we would provide a little guide here, maybe some modest recommendations from our point of view, and, uh, you know, underline all the work happening on the streaming services across these United States.
1: It's really easy to see these movies. It's it's extremely exciting, actually. It's the best part of the Oscars is they're widely available, even though the narrative maybe doesn't quite match that. I saw my in-laws this weekend, Sean. And they just spent a long time telling me how hard it was to get Hulu uh, in order to be able to watch No Land. But guess what, guys? It's not hard to get Hulu. You don't have to drive to a mall. You don't have to, you know, spend $45 on popcorn, though I do miss that. You can just do it all in your home. So we are going to break down. We're not going to go through every movie and every nominee because there are a lot of them. And we're going to try to, you know, provide some curation for you. But I do think it's worth breaking down the best picture nominees first, because almost all of them are available for you to watch in your home. So I mentioned Nomadland. Should we start with Nomadland?
2: Of course, Nomadland. It is the front runner at this year's Academy Awards. And as you said, it's available to watch on Hulu. And in fact, it premiered on Hulu, which is just extraordinary. Never has this happened before, where a film of this magnitude and this much, um, conversation premiered on that specific platform. Of course, we've seen Mm -hmm. Best Picture Frontrunners premiere on Netflix in the past and sometimes on Amazon. But Hulu got in the game because of Hulu is owned by Disney, as is Searchlight, the studio that produced this movie, Chloe Zhao's film. It's a beautiful movie. We've talked about it quite a bit on the big picture, Amanda.
1: Yes, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, It is based on a nonfiction book by Jessica Bruder, which you do not have to read before watching it, though you can if you want to. It's not one of those where there's homework. And it's... I hope more people will see it just so we can actually talk about what's in the movie at some point, maybe when it inevitably wins Best Picture. But it's a beautiful performance by Frances McDormand. And yeah, good movie. Emotional movie.
2: Yes, brace yourself. If you're going to fire up Hulu, you know, maybe don't start with three episodes of Love Island and then jump to Nomadland. (laughs) I would say carve out some time for a Nomadland experience. What's next on the list of Best Picture nominees?
1: It's a little film called Mank.
2: Mank! Love to hear it. Love to hear the word. It's available
1: on Netflix. You and I loved Mank. You, I, and David Fincher are possibly the only three people, (laughs) and Ben Affleck, four people who loved Mank, which was directed by David Fincher, directed from a screenplay written by his father, Jack Fincher. And it uh, is about the making of Citizen Kane from the perspective of the screenwriter, Herman Mankiewicz. But it's also really engaging. I feel like that's another one where you probably should watch Citizen Kane, but also it's not homework to watch Citizen Kane. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. And this is a podcast about things that you can stream in your home and things to watch. So there you go. Two right there. Citizen Kane and then Mank.
2: Well done. Mank, of course, is available on Netflix. It has the most nominations of any movie at the Oscars this year. That's 10. Though there is some speculation that it will not win any awards, Meg has been a fascinating entrant into the awards conversation over the last 18 months. Though it has not necessarily always lived up to its initial billing, Amanda and I heartily recommend this movie. Speaking of Netflix, what's the next movie on this list?
1: Trial of Chicago 7. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, who we are big fans of. We did a whole podcast about Aaron Sorkin and his contributions to cinema and television. Love all of those contributions. Wouldn't say Trial of Chicago 7 is my favorite among those contributions, but uh, it is nominated for Best Picture. And as you said, it's available to stream on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, if you've got a parent who you need to watch something with, seems like a great parent film.
2: This is a film about the 1968 trial of the seven men who were accused of inciting a riot at the Democratic National Convention and outside during the protests that were happening around that time. Uh, it's got a star-studded cast, Sasha Baron Cohen, Mark Rylance, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, Frank Langella. And it's an entertaining film. I would say it is not my favorite Aaron Sorkin film either, but it is probably the most widely seen movie among the Best Picture nominees. It is, as we say, sort of, it was a noisy release in the fall and is a film that clearly has made some impact on the Academy. If there is a movie that is threatening to upset Nomadland as a frontrunner, it's probably Trial. So that's Trial of Chicago 7. What's next?
1: Next up is a film that you liked very much, I believe, available on Amazon Prime, Sound of Metal.
2: Yes, Sound of Metal, uh, written and directed by Darius Martyr, starring Riz Ahmed. Beautiful story about a heavy metal drummer who is losing his hearing and what it means to be an artist who is losing the ability to um, necessarily gauge their ability to make their art in a meaningful way when they've had a physical uh, ailment come to come their direction? And it's a very sensitive, quiet, beautiful, thoughtful film about someone struggling, and features a dynamite performance from Riz, who you know fans of films like that or shows like The Night of will recognize him, and he's also nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars. And this film is available on Amazon Prime, so you can check it out right now, and I would recommend you do so.
1: It was sort of the, not quite dark horse, because by the time it was nominated, it was expected. But um, this has been a, a crowd or internet favorite, I would say. Yes, the a slow season. build. A
2: lot of yes. a lot of admirers, a lot of admirers in the acting branches for Riz's mm-hmm. work and for uh, Paul Rossi's work as um, a man who sort of welcomes him into a, uh, a community of, of, of deaf folks who are learning to cope with, with, uh, with being deaf. Interesting film, um, I think the next film is probably the film we agree on the most, that we probably have the most passion for. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes. It is Minari, which is written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And this is available on PVOD. So you're going to have to pay for it. But please pay for it. It is worth it. It is a beautiful film about a family who immigrates from South Korea to, I believe, Arkansas. And I think loosely based on Lee Isaac Chung's experience, but it is a story of, of immigrants and really a story of a family um, features one of the just absolutely, like, not quite heartbreaking, but just took my heart by its hand performances by a child in a movie in some time. Thank you, Alan Kim. And it it is just, it's lovely. It's another one where don't do three Love Islands and then jump to Minari, start, honor it, give it that time. But just a beautiful moving film that you and I both saw at Sundance, I believe in 2020, which feels like a long time ago, but it's finally available to everybody.
2: Terrific movie. Two actors in that film were also recognized by the Academy, Steven Yun, who is the star as the patriarch of that Arkansas family, and Ya Jung Yoon, who is now seemingly the frontrunner for Best Supporting Actress. So if you have not seen Minari, that gets our highest possible recommendation. The next Mm -hmm. film... Not, not. It's a little bit more complicated. You know, a film that does have some things to recommend it. This is Promising Young Woman, which is a movie that we also dedicated an episode of the Big Picture to. If you're looking to get into the nuances of this film, which is sort of a revenge story starring carrie Mulligan and written and directed by Emerald Fennell, um, it is available now on PVOD for $5.99. It is a uh, a beautifully composed and uh, sharp-tongued and smart movie in some respects does have some perhaps architectural flaws, which we talked about in greater detail. So I would encourage people to check that out if they also felt like maybe there's some curiosities with the film. Anything you want to add about Promising Young Woman?
1: It's interesting and it's worth seeing to know what everyone is talking about. I think that your experience will be better if you know that certain viewers have some questions, that it's being recommended as sort of like a a film that... that sparks ideas and sparks conversation rather than like a full out masterpiece. But that also has its value as well. And and we love Carrie Mulligan here at the big picture and at TV concierge at the ringer and in life, really all of the ways that I can endorse Carrie Mulligan. I'm going to do that. So yes, check it out. And then you can listen to our uh, episode on the the big picture. The next film is a film I really liked. I saw it late in the game because it's been harder to see. It's also on PVOD now, and it's um, called The Father. And it is directed by Florian Zeller and stars Anthony Hopkins as uh, a man suffering from dementia. And that's kind of all I want to say about The Father, because what's so interesting about it is its architecture and how it conveys that experience. And Anthony Hopkins, of course, gives just like an absolutely wonderful performance. I also just recommend him on Instagram if you're looking for a different type of streaming. Uh, Olivia Colman plays his daughter and it's always nice to see Olivia Colman. So that's The Father on PBOD. And then there's one more film nominated for Best Picture that I just think that we should mention even though it is not available on streaming, which is the entire purpose of this podcast.
2: That movie is Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think, along with Minari, is the movie that Amanda and I have both, have most uh, passionately uh, discussed and and basically written for in a big way. Judas and the Black Messiah was available once upon a time on streaming on HBO Max. This is a movie uh, co-written and directed by Shaka King. It's really about the betrayal of Fred Hampton, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya in this film, by a man named William O'Neill, who is played by Lakeith Stanfield, I imagine this movie is coming back to streaming services at some point when it has completed its run back in theaters and will return to HBO Max, presumably. Until then, if you are vaccinated or you feel safe entering a movie theater, I would recommend you check it out in a the theater. I would love to see this movie in a the theater, candidly, um, because it is an exciting fusion of biopic and genre crime movie that I think really tapped into the fascinating elements of a, a two young men and the diverging ways in which they live their lives and frankly the ways that they crossed over so that's Judas and the Black Messiah I would expect a win for Daniel Kaluuya and the best supporting actor race there on Oscar night as well as some recognition for Lakeith who was nominated in the exact same category so fascinating stuff so that's the sum total eight movies of mm-hmm. best picture what other movies would you recommend that are streaming out there for the other categories
1: we have an incredibly long list here. So we're going to spotlight a let's bunch pick of them. Let's and and, choose. At the, and at the end, we're going to give you some, like, a really consolidated, like, if you only have time for, for three. But let's start with another round, which is a Danish film directed by Thomas Venterberg, who is nominated in Best Director. He was sort of the, su- the the surprise in that category. And it is also nominated for Best International Feature. And it stars Mads Mikkelsen as a guy who, along with some of his friends, decides to just get drunk all the time as part of a science and social experiment. And they try to manage the drunkenness. Um, And it, it goes from there. Don't want to spoil anything else, but it is a really joyful at times and difficult at times. Lovely film about friends and also the joys of alcohol, I guess, and also the other side of alcohol. And it's available on Hulu.
2: Yes. As a man approaching my 40s, who likes to drink from time to time, I would say that this movie had a both emotional and sometimes shattering effect on me. I would highly recommend another round. Another movie that was not recognized for Best Picture, but is available to be streamed on Netflix and will certainly be recognized at the Academy Awards is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This is George C. Wolfe's adaptation of August Wilson's uh, stage play and features a bevy of incredible performances, foremost among them Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis, both of whom are recognized by the Academy for their work. And this is a vibrant, intoxicating adaptation of stage play that is largely built on the strength of those great performances we're talking about. Also featured in the cast, Coleman Domingo, Glenn Turman, a number of other great actors. This is a very good movie. This is a movie that I was a little bit surprised was overlooked uh, at the Oscars, but that I would highly recommend people check out. It's also been recognized in production design, costume design, hair and makeup. This is a, a film that features craft at an extraordinarily high level.
1: I'm going to do two films that are currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So we'll group them together, even though they are quite different. The first (laughs) is uh, One Night in Miami, which um, has been in the awards conversation, though it was not nominated for Best Picture. It is directed by Regina King and was adapted by Kemp Powers from his own stage play. And it is about a it's a fictionalized version of a, a real evening that happened in my in February 1964, in Miami, um, when Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke get together. And Leslie Odom Jr. is nominated in Best Supporting Actor for playing Sam Cooke. He is also nominated in Best Original Song, which is probably maybe where he'll win. Perhaps. Um, yeah, but um, a, a deserving film and available for you on Amazon Prime, also on Amazon Prime, at subsequent movie films. <laughs> which is is nominated in Adapted Screenplay, and Maria Bakalova is nominated for Supporting Actress. And that is just amazing that Borat Subsequent Movie Film is uh, nominated for multiple Oscars, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime.
2: Let's shout out a couple of more nominees here. The Best Documentary category is always a fascinating one at the Oscars. I believe every single film that is nominated in this category is currently available to be streamed. One, the Romanian documentary Collective, which is also nominated for Best Foreign Language Feature, is available on Hulu right now, directed by Alexander Nanau, And frankly, a very upsetting story about a, um, a crisis, a scandal of sincere medical proportion in, in Romania. Time, Garrett Bradley's terrific documentary about incarceration and the perils of incarceration in this country is available on Amazon Prime. I spoke to Garrett on The Big Picture last year. I hope you'll seek out that conversation. Crip Camp, another Sundance film that we saw that is now available on Netflix that is about a disability camp that is a terrific movie directed by James Lebrecht and Nicole Noonham. My Octopus Teacher? A film that I don't know if Amanda has seen. Did you try
1: My Octopus Teacher? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet.
2: It's about an octopus teacher. It's available yeah. on Netflix, directed by Pippa Ehrlich and James Reed. It's
1: about Reed. an octopus who is a teacher, right? And not um, a, a teacher of octopuses.
2: Well, you know, these are the mysteries of life. I
1: mean... I've, re- I've, re- I've read a lot of summaries. This is sort of the meme documentary nominee, but that's cool.
2: You've read a lot of summaries? Yeah, I have. Interesting, okay. And the final <laughs> film nominated for Best Documentary is The Mole Agent, which is a very sweet and interesting, uh, a, a softer touch film than some of the others on this list that you can now watch on Hulu. So there's a whole bunch of other movies that are streaming right now. A bunch of the animated features, Onward, Soul, of course, on Disney+, Plus. Wolfwalkers is available on Apple TV+, Plus. Tenant, which was not really made available to Academy voters, but still managed to pull in a couple of maybe one nomination, a production design nomination, that movie will be available to stream on HBO Max on May 1st. Tune into The Big Picture. We may be covering it a little bit more deeply once more. Okay. It's a terrible idea, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. If you have time to watch three movies before the Oscars, which ones do you think you should watch, Amanda?
1: Land to start because it is all but a lock for Best Picture and it's available easily for you to watch. So if you want to be a part of the conversation or honestly, you just want to watch a good film, no Madland. it's it's it, the narrative has become that the Oscars are kind of boring because we know who's going to win but also a good movie is going to win so that's nice for everybody
2: i'm going to pick one and then i'll let you pick and we'll go in snake fashion as we do on our movie drafts okay. if i had to select another film that i recommend people watch i'm going to go mank i've been i've been riding for mank i've been emotionally turning myself over to mank for what feels like two years here well, people just watch Meg. Could you just watch Meg for me? If you're listening to this, you're at minute 18 of this podcast. You're thinking, "Gosh, I do. St- I love to listen to Sean and Amanda talk." Just, <clears throat> if you if you feel that way, watch Meg. That's all I have to say.
1: Okay. I also really enjoyed Mank and in terms of, you know, service journalism for the listeners who've made it this far, it's uh, who just want to know which movies they need to watch in order to follow the Oscars, it's a terrible pick. <laughs> we loved Mank. It's not going to win anything, but uh, like, okay. Sad. So I guess I'll do one, you know, inform yourself about the Oscars pick and then one, uh, like Amanda pick. Okay. So. I'll I'll go with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because Chadwick Boseman is also almost certainly going to win. Not almost, he's certainly going he to win. And and Viola Davis is is looking like the favorite. So to have seen both the best actor and best actress performances, if you want to know what's going on, I think that's worthwhile. I also really enjoyed that film. I thought it was a very like clever and dynamic adaptation of a play, which is not always the case. Um, plus, just You do want to see that Chadwick Boseman performance if you haven't.
2: Okay, one more recommendation for me. Gosh, where do I go here? What should folks watch? I mean, this is easy. I've been also advocating for Soul, which will almost certainly win the Best Animated Feature film. And frankly, because of its release, I think is now somewhat underrated. It is a film that went directly to Disney Plus during a pandemic. But I would put up there with among the 10 best Pixar films, a beautiful evocative portrait of curiosity about the nature of existence, a genuinely weird movie to make for children. And I mean that in a good way. Um, It comes from Pete Docter and Kemp Powers' Two very gifted writers and uh, filmmakers in their own right, Ken Powers, also the writer of One Night in Miami, one of the other movies we discussed here. So, that's our recommendations. This is this is. I get one more. Didn't you just give two?
1: No Badland was shared.
2: Oh, okay, all right, all yeah.
1: Right. I'm just gonna throw another round in there. If you haven't seen it, one of the best movie endings of the year. There we it go.
2: Is, and then that's likely to win best international feature. So that yeah. makes sense. That 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 makes okay. all the sense in the world. You did Don't a great Google job. Don't Google
1: the ending before you watch it.
2: No, certainly not. Although it may have been memed at you. That's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay, ignore the memes. That's it for Sean Fennessy and myself. This has been TV Concierge. If you would like to hear more about the Oscars, please listen to us on The Big Picture. We really need some friends on this one. And TV Concierge will be back later this week.